today we're going to speak about Sviyar Omer. Makor Vayikro Chavkimu Tadvav Sefaratim Lechem Mimachat HaShabbat Miyom Haviyachem Et Omer HaTnufa Sheva Shabbatot Mimot Hiyana Ad Mimachat HaShabbat HaShvi'i Tisapu Chamishim Yom now, it's clear that it's one of the Targ Mitzvahs is mentioned in the Torah, but the question is, how much is it dependent on the Korban? In other words, now that the Beisah Menidosh is Nechrav, and we don't bring the Korban Omer, is there still a Mitzvah Diraita to count? And this is Machalvus uh, Rishonim, according to the Rif, according to the Rambam, according to Rav Yor, or Zerua Shibolyeleket, those are the Rishonim that hold that it's a Mitzvah Deoraita even today. And then when we count, we have Mekayim Mitzvah Deoraita. But the truth is that most Rishonim, meaning all other Rishonim, uh, held it was a Dorabanan, and that's how the Shulchan Aruch actually paskined, which is interesting, even though the Rif and the Rambam seem to agree on it, the Shulchan Aruch still paskined that it was a Dorabanan, uh, and the Takon of the Rabbanan was Zechel Sviat Omer. Because what we're doing is a Zechel Sviat Omer. There's not much of an Afkamina. Rav Tavori, uh, he should have a Rufo Shlema, uh, mentioned to me that perhaps, you know, a person should be hesitant when you say the Hinani Muchan Mizuman and you, you label it as a Mitzvah Asay, and that's your Kavana, that's a Mitzvah Asay. It might not be a Mitzvah Asay. You know, according to Shachmanach, it's not a Mitzvah Asay. And therefore, it's a little bit questionable to say, you know, to label it as though it's, it's Mamash a Mitzvah Asay. Okay, the Gemara, let's define the mitzvah itself. The Gemara Menachas Samach Vava Med Aleph mentions as mitzvah lemnami yomi u mitzvah lemnami shui. It's a mitzvah to count the days, and it's a mitzvah to count uh, the weeks. And this also could be seen from, you know, because I saw that from the Psukim. The Psukim seem to be have two levels. One Pasuk says, um, and then continues, The Torah mentions that there's a, there's a, there's a, there is a counting of the weeks, and there's also a counting of the days. Okay? Um, and therefore, that's why the halacha, after, on, you know, the first six days, obviously, the, the single digits. On the seventh day, we also mention the fact that one full week um, has passed. Now, in the Shur Beit HaLevi, Chelek Aleph Simon Lametet, is noted, he does not, doesn't paskin very clearly, but he seems to be noted to paskin, that since they're two separate mitzvot, if a person messed up on one day, or on the days, he could still count vis-a-vis the counting of the weeks. The Beis HaLevi. The Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi was, was, a, was, was a grandson of the Rabbi Chaim Yivelogen. Of Yosef Duber Soloveitchik. Um, now, does this mean that you could mess up one day and then, as long as you have the key of the weeks, you can keep on counting for the rest of the time? Or does it mean you could just count when we t- switch a digit from one week to two weeks? That's not 100% clear to me. And it's not 100% clear that he's, he's passing it la halacha, but I heard it mentioned, you know, as a, as a way to be mitzvah flakula. Um, other other shikulim. Okay, another issue 
is the fact that the Torah stresses it to be timimot. Sheva Shabbatot timimoti hiena. And there's a machoket as to understanding what the concept of timimot, of, of com, uh, uh, completion. Some, day, some hold that it's one big mitzvah. This is just one mitzvah. I mean, the mitzvah is when you count 40, when you complete 49 days, you makaim a mitzvah. While other opinions is that no, each day is a mitzvah bifne atzma. Okay? Uh, the Bahag, Balhichot Gedolot, felt that it was one mitzvah. Okay? From the word tmimot. While Rabbi, Rabbi Yashar is mentioned by the Shibboli Haleket to hold it no, that each day is an individual mitzvah. Now, the Shibboli Haleket, Rabbi Yashar. Uh, he, he quotes Rabbi Yishayim. Now, the nafkamina is very, very practical. In other words, if a person misses out on counting one day, and he comes to Marv one night, and all of a sudden they're counting another number, and then he remembers, I missed counting. Right? I went out of uh, shul for whatever reason, I missed counting. So, if you held that each day is an individual mitzvah, then you could keep on counting, because each day it's individual. But if you held it's one complete mitzvah, you require to mimot, so you blew it. And once you blow it, so you can't be Mekayim the Mitzvah, and therefore you wouldn't continue counting. Now, there's another interesting Machloket. Um, if a, first, a person forgot, L'Chadchil, just a moment, I'll get, I'll get back to you. Uh, if a person forgot to count at night, and then remembers in the day, can he still count? And I was like, right now, some of you might have not, somebody here might have not counted last night for my... And he remembers now, oh, I didn't count for that last night. Is he could be makaim the mitzvah, the rabbanon, the the, the writer could be makaim the mitzvah in the day as well, and that that too is a machloket. Um, uh, Rishon and the Bahag felt that you can count in the day. Rabbeinu Tam held that you can't that that counting in the day is possible. It, it, it's connected to a machloket whether katsir at Omer b'diavid is kosher in the day or not, and there there's two conflicting mishnayot, one holding that it's kosher b'diavid, one holding it's not kosher b'diavid. Um, but that's a machloket rishonim. If lemaisa, you could be mekayimet or not. In other words, according to the Bahag, if you remember right now, you can count right now with a bracha, because you mekayim the, the the mitzvah b'diavid, you mekayim the mitzvah. But according to Bein Mutam, you wouldn't be able to count. You're disqualified. You wouldn't be able to count at all. Uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be any kiyum according to Bein Mutam. Now, so we have two set two separate topics that the rishonim are being cholik on. One is the concept of tamimut. Is it one big mitzvah, and if you miss a link, so then all the other links are not valid? Or is it each individual link is a separate mitzvah? That's one machok rishonim. Another machok rishonim is, can you count in the day or not? Is counting in the day valid with the evid or not? So what the Shulchan Aruch does, is he kind of strikes a type of pshar or a sveik sveika, and he's mitzvah both those things together. In other words, if a person now realizes, oh, last night I didn't count. So the Shulchan Aruch says, and this is the halacha, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to stand up and count, because you're supposed to be counting standing, and count, but you count without a bracha. Because with Hoshesh, that perhaps you're not Yotze, but you count without, without a bracha. Okay? Then tonight, when Marev comes, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you can continue counting with a bracha. Even though normally I say, Suffolk brachas lahakel, and I normally would say, don't make a bracha, just keep on counting, because it's a sveik sveika. In other words, one possibility is that you could have counted anyway, even if you missed a day. And even if that, that sheet is incorrect, there's the other possibility that your counting in the day was valid. 
And as you all know, brachos are not ma'akev a mitzvah. Anytime you make a mitzvah and you forget to make a bracha, you make the mitzvah, even without the bracha, right? So that's how the Shukhanach paskins. Another um, application or spin-off of that is if a person if a person is not sure, okay, if he counted the night before, which happens, I could tell you on a personal level, sometimes what? You know, you think you're supposed to be counting a particular number and the number's off. And you wonder, did I count correctly yesterday? Didn't I count? You're not sure. Or did I count at all? I can't remember. You can't remember at all if you counted. So if you have a suffix, whether you counted, so you also have a sake a different sake sake You're combining, maybe you counted properly last night, maybe you didn't. And even if you didn't, maybe the sheet that says that, that each thing individually is, uh, is, is what counts, uh, the, the sheet that's what by the Shibbalai maybe that's correct. And because that's sake sake you can continue counting with the bracha. Okay, question so far? Yes, um. If, if you're not sure, would you still count that day without a bracha? Yes, you count that in the day without a bracha, and then that evening. Okay? Yeah. Yes? Uh, so if you subscribe to the view that it's all one why don't you make one, one that's from the beginning? I don't know. I don't know. Yes? Um, considering that we have the fake suffix of and uh, chutzah, like. It is the minahag right? Um, to practice um, a second yantif. So why, why don't, don't we, why don't we have a swake a swake of the yomo when it comes to counting? Yeah, why don't we count two or whatever? Yeah, I, I saw that question asked years ago. I, th- I think the answer basically is that the definition of counting has to be succinct. In other words, if you're not sure, let's say if a particular night is twenty-one or twenty-two, you can't count both, say twenty-one and twenty-two, to cover yourself. You know, you have to know what day it is and count. So, you know, there was, there's no way to be Mekayim that suffix. I think that's that's the, the answer. But are we, are we acknowledging that? No, the definition of counting is succinct. You know, today is this number. Today is 21. But by not keeping two days on Kippur, two days Even when it was a real sacred yom, I don't know what whether they were able to count. Yes. What if you said the phrase "This is the night at night without the bracha"? Do you? I'm going to I'm going to touch on that in a moment. I'll get to that. Okay. Now the proper time to count. So the Shulchan Aruch says like this. This is the lashon of the Shulchan Aruch. Hamedaktekim enam sofrim adseit. People who are medaktek. They only count after it's eight. That's the, the Lashon of Shulchan Aruch, um, which is mashma a little bit, right, that there's room to count before it's eight. Ben usually when it has a din of, of, of night when it comes to Dine Durabanan, and therefore, Mikodin, you could count Ben Okay, But he's just saying that Medaktikim, it's better to try to count after it's eight. He's not even telling, he's not even saying Lechachil, you shouldn't. He's just saying Medaktikim should count, count after it's, uh, after it's eight. If a person counted not being a shmashot, you know, ben shmashot is fine. If you count, it's better to count after it's eight, right? Ben shmashot is fine. But what if you counted before shkia? You counted before shkia, is that good or not? So, um, the Mishaburah says if a person counted right before shkia with a bracha, you yotzibadiyavit, and there's no need to, to count it other times. That's how the Mishaburah holds. If a person Davins with with a minion before tzait, 
let's say let's say you 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 join a early Shabbos minion, okay. So, what are you supposed to do? So there, you're really talking. It's 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 well before Shkia. And it's a little bit problematic. I think most minyanim that do the early Shabbos, they don't count. Am I right? Yours does. Yours does. You're different. I think I think they're they're, they're supposed to I would imagine right. I would imagine that a rabbi in those minyanim that the makabel Shabbos early might count because he's worried that there's a high probability that people will forget. And as the Mishabura says, if a person counts close to shkia before shkia, but they have a yotzei, so he figures better you should go for that than 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 um, completely forget. What the uh, what the Shulchan Acharav, the Shulchan Acharav, and his quote also by the Mishabura says that what a person should do in that situation is actually count without a bracha, but with a tanai. In other words, before you count, you're going to say, "I'm about to, to count without. I'm going to count without a bracha." And if I remember after tzait to count properly, I want to have kavana not to be yotze with this counting. But if I forget, I want to have Kavana now to be Otze. The old Tanai trick. The Shulchan Harav, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe. Yes. It's the count, you're in a scenario and, you know, where you're worried that you might forget. So what do you do? Before you count, you say, I'm going to count now on condition, I'm going to have Kavana to be Otze, the mitzvah, on condition that I don't remember after say to count again. So then if you remember to count again, then you're retroactively not Yotze, so to speak, and you're going to be Yotze, you could be Yotze, Kitikuna, you have to say it. And if you forget, so then you were Yotze, uh, counting close to Shkir. Huh? No, 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 without, without a bracha. Without a bracha. And when you remember, you have to say it, now you can make the bracha. Because you did it all tonight. You did it all tonight. Yes. So then, there's a whole thing of like, if you say the day is like, if I... Like yesterday, if I said today is the right, like the 16th day, last night before I counted, then you can't count again. So if I said, when I'm saying that, if someone's like, oh, like, what's the day? Oh, like, because, yeah, but I'll tell you why. Because negative kavana always works. Negative kavana, to have negative kavana works. You, know, you can actually tell your friend what tonight is without any problem, as long as you have that negative kavana. But I already taught you when we went to Lulav, the dangers of negative kavana. Okay, I'm not going to repeat it. But, um, you know, look, I once heard a shir where someone said an interesting svara that maybe a person can't have kavana like that to have kavana tonight. Maybe that's the antithesis of kavana. You know, the negative kavana definitely works to destroy the mitzvah. But to have positive kavana al tonight that this and this and this happens, maybe that's not a din of kavana at all. And when I heard that cheer, so I decided I'd be machmir. I found myself in one of those minyanim, and lickety split, I forgot to, to you know, I didn't do it with them, I was holier than everybody in the, in the whole shul, and my holiness lasted 24 hours when I forgot to, to, to count properly completely, and I missed out on, on Syria that year. Um, so, from, from experience, I would go with the Grizz, you know, and, and even if your, you know, Kavana, you know, Mitzad Lomdus might be questionable. Anyways, um, during, once the time of Svir comes in, once the time of Svir comes in, according to the Mishabura, even during Ben Hashemashot, the Ramos says, When the time to count comes, you cannot eat until you count. Okay? Now, 
Mishabura says, not only is it that a person shouldn't eat, but a certain person shouldn't get into a uh, starting a malacha, some, some kind of a task. Because the chashash of eating, the chashash of getting into some kind of a task is you're going to get involved and you're going to forget. It's muta to eat a snack. What's also is to be kovea suda. It's muta to eat a snack. You can eat. Just not a, you can't sit down to have a meal. Just a moment. Now, Mishabura says, malacha, you can, okay, a snack is okay. Um, however, there is a halacha called makom shakorim lema'ariv. Makom shakorim lema'ariv is if you're a little shtetl, right, a little town where they basically go from door to door knocking, telling everybody it's marriage time. Meaning there's little chance that you're going to forget because you have a human alarm clock that's going to remind you to count. That's makom shakorim lema'ariv. So the Mishnah Bura says, and, and I think yeshiva is such a place, um, that it's mutter to be to be make on uh, on ben meaning it's mutter to be kofei suda ben not after say you shouldn't be kofei suda after say it's mutter to be ben hashmashot if it's makom she she shekorim the the Rav Moshe Feinstein make it even more than that I think I think from from I remember even say it uh, Rav Lichtenstein Zechat Tzadik Levracha mentioned me once about about Mariv where also a person shouldn't be eating a meal if he hasn't done Mariv yet. That would be enough to tell somebody, please remind me to dive in Ma'ariv. Or if you have like one of these handy wristwatches that beep, or a handy phone that you could set an alarm that's going to beep, and that you have no, therefore there's almost very little chashash that you're going to forget about davening Ma'ariv, that that would also uh, fall under the category of Makum Shakorm Le'ma'ariv. And, and fix that. Okay. Now, yes. Let's say your way back, um, on your way back to your house from work is during the time, let's say for some reason it lasts from right before Bein HaShemashor into Tzit, and your transportation, let's say, is like you get off a bus and go on to another bus. Is that considered a separate malacha? Uh, or I don't think that's cool. No, I, I don't think we're talking about a malacha. We're not talking about a technical Shabbos malacha. We're talking about a task of like fixing a shoe fixing something, some kind of a project. You don't start a project, right. I'm not talking about transportation, I'm sorry. Starting a project. All right. Now we get, yes? Um, you might, I don't know if you're going to address this later, but um, who's, who's hired in this mitzvah? Um, if it's, it's mitzvah there are perhaps women should be hired, even though... I believe most posts can hold it, they are not hired. Mitzvah that says there's mangrama, even if it's rabbanan, it's kein de raisa. Okay? Now, um, your friend asks you, this is the famous, right, scenario. Your friend asks you, after after Shkia, your friend asks you, what, what is the sphere tonight? So, the Shulchan Aruch says that you're supposed to say, well, yesterday was such and such. Right? What day are we up to today? What was yesterday? What did we count yesterday? Sixteen. We counted. Well, no, sixteen. Yesterday was sixteen. Yesterday was sixteen. Yesterday was 16. Right? Right. We counted. We counted sixteen. Okay. So your friend asks you after Benish Marshals, what should we count? So the Shochanach says you should say to him, yesterday was sixteen, and hope that your friend is adept in mathematics, basic mathematics, and he'll be able to figure out what that means as far as what he should count. In other words, when you're answering, once it's already in a time where it's raw to count, and this is not before Shkia, interestingly enough, uh, it's from Benesh Mashot, you should be doing this. And this is a very interesting thing, because 
the Groh points out, the Groh asks the question, look, in, in, in Simon Samach, in the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, that, like the Mandama, that Mitzvah Tzichus Kavana. When it comes to Shkriyat Shema, a person has to have Kavana to be Mekabal Omachot Shemaim, to pray. Say, Shemia, a Kriyat Shema, Mitzvah Tzichus Kavana. So if Mitzvah Tzichus Kavana, how could you inadvertently or unintentionally be Yotzi the Mitzvah just by telling your, yeah, your friend when it is? Um, so the Groh's answer is that Mikor Din, the Shukhanach really holds Mitzvah Tzichus Kavana. And here the Shulchanach was just saying, if you want to be machmir like the Mandama, the Mitzvah's Lot Tzvichas Kavana, then that's what you should do. Um, that's the answer of the Groh, but Pashut, it's not that much of an issue. Nonetheless, the Mishabura says, another trick you could do, rather than to say yesterday, you just leave out the word Hayom. If you don't say today is, but you actually spell out the whole thing, you know, as you say, Shisha Sar Yom Shehein, but you don't say the word Hayom, so according to the, the Mishaburi, you're not Yotze. And you could mamish say, say the whole thing. Um, another trick is to use the old negative Kavana trick, which I told you is dangerous. Um, those are the three things you could do. Make or Din, you don't have to do anything, because Mitzvah has Kavana. But the Olam is noig like the Shulchan Aruch, to try to be machmir on this issue by even according to the mandama mitzvahs lo tzvichas kavana. So either you say yesterday was, or you, or you say, you, 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 according to Mishabu, you leave out the word hayom, or you could have negative kavana. Yes? Um, I heard that, for, say for example, today, you're allowed to say today is four square. Could you do that? I mean, yes, it. You could say the number. <laughs> you could say today is today. Yes, you could do you could do the multi, the multiplica, multiplication thing because you can't be out to that way. Okay, all right. Yes. Um, would you be able to let's say, let's say you got like an app or something or something that reminds you? Would you have to look at it to remind you to say it like for that night? What do you mean? You can say the question. Let's say I get a, I get a, left by there sends out a notification one night. Like, let's say I, I didn't count yet. It's already it's like Danish one would say and they say that it's a seventeen. Why not? I'm not with you. Why wouldn't you be able to read it? You want to be able to the mitzvah, so you read it, just like you read from a sitter. No, I mean, like, am I allowed to remind myself? You look at the sitter also to look. The mitzvah is to enunciate it out loud. So looking at looking at it is not... And they wouldn't put up, like, the sign of what day it was until after, until after they counted. Maybe they didn't want to confuse people that had forgot. A lot of times when it comes close to Mariv people all of a sudden remember they didn't count the night before so maybe they just want to you know make sure they get it up right okay yes is that so just the same thing you say the, night, the day before you have already counted like if I've already counted the night before you say yesterday was this even if I've already counted oh, if you've already counted there's no problem at all the for sure the, absolutely yes um, same yes. okay yes and it must be in Hebrew I assume that right oh good I, I, I was going to mention that I, I, I skipped over it if you don't understand Hebrew and you say it in Hebrew, you're not Yotze. You have to understand it. So your one option is to say and understand, learn Hebrew, okay, learn what it means. And the other option is to say it in English, okay. And the reason being is because it has to be it has to be a cognitive counting. It's not just saying words. You have to be aware of what you're saying. Thank you for reminding me of that. All right, now, I want, that's all I have to say about the actual sphere itself. I want to speak about the Minhage Aveirut of Sphira. Yeah. Uh, are you going to talk about the 
stuff that you say before and after the bracha, the sphere stuff, and the little shame are after No, so I don't say the shame yichud because of what Tavori mentioned to me. Uh, afterwards, you should say the harachman who yachzir et avodat hamikdash lemakoma bim heirav imenu. You should say that, yes. There's no, there's no that says you don't need to say it. Or... You yotze either way. But it's always a nice thing to ask God you know, that you should have the avoda back. And that's, you know, that's what you're kind of yearning for. It's a zeichel le, le migdash, yeah. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Okay. Um, there's a minhag um, of a velut during this time. And I think one, one of the basic questions we want to ask ourselves is, why? Where did this Avelus come from? Now, the Gemara Yavamis, the Gemara doesn't speak about it. It's not really in the Gemara. But what we do have is the Gemara Yavamis, Salach Bet, Amit Bet, that speaks about Shnei Masar Elef Zugei Tamidim of Rabbi Akiva that died Ben Pesach Laatzeret I'm kind of saying it by heart, I might be word for word, but that's what's mentioned in the Gemara. That's it. That the Tamidim of Rabbi Kiva died during this period because they didn't show cover to one another. It's definitely important that we think about how we could be metakin ourselves and metakin Kai Yisrael, of showing more cover, bending back, backwards about cover. I mentioned, you know, uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, about Rav Wilchensin Zatzal, that, that, you know, if I think about all his greatness, what really, really sticks in my mind is, is, is his humility and the incredible cover that he, he showed for people. And I think that's, that's definitely something to have in mind during the, time, the entire time of Svira. And if the Nihuge of Avelut, for most of us, it's, it's the refraining from listening to music, right? If that if that pushes if that puts us off and makes our life a little bit difficult, just to remind us that it's important to show kavod for your for your fellow Jew, then Diana, that's good enough. In other words, it's already serving a purpose, um, and it's not something you know that your person should try to be mako or to get around because it's there for an educational purpose. However, um, other than other than the, the, the plague, or, or we'll speak about it during Allah Baum, or what exactly happened with Hamidim Rabbi Kiva, other than that, more happened during this period. And this is mentioned by the Orach HaShulchan, it's mentioned by the Taz, it's mentioned by the Chida. Um, do you know the great, the great knights of the round table? The noble knights that rode forth for, for, uh, for chivalry and honor, uh, and all the other good things, things that you know, good things stand for. Um, those knights were really very, very much involved in the Crusades. And before they rode off to the Crusades, because the Pope told them to go free the, the, the Promised Land from the infidels, the local priests told them, well, before you, some would say, why go off to the Holy Land? Or before you go off to the Holy Land, we have infidels in, your, in our backyards. And the Jews. And they, they slaughtered thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of Jews these noble knights that, you know, we have learned to lionize uh, in our youth. Um, I can't say all of them, but as a group, that, that's what they did during the Crusades, and, and it was inc- there were incredible massacres, specifically during this, during this time. Logically, historically, it would make sense to be during this time because it's, you know, it's a time, it's after the rainy season, 
is a time that you're able to travel to the Holy Land, and it basically started, you know, during, during the, these times, and, and history is recorded, terrible things that happened during that time, and I think um, the Chachamim, the times of the Rishonim, we're talking about Rabbeinu Tam's time, saw the parallel, in other words, they saw a reoccurrence of perhaps what happened in Rabbi Kiva's time, and what happened in their time, um, and they saw it as a time of, of, of Avelut. And, you know, so that's, uh, that's, that's something to, uh, to pay heed to. Um, again, it's not mentioned by all Rishonim, very few, and later on we're talking about already the late Bali Tosvot. The tour mentions it and says, Shalom Laharbot B'Simcha. Okay, um, when it comes to Bena Mitzarim, the three weeks, the tour's Lashon is, the word Avelut appears by the three weeks. Uh, but when it comes to Svira, the word Shalol Laharbot B'Simcha. In other words, he doesn't use the terminology of Avelut, but rather Shalol Laharbot B'Simcha. And that also gives us a direction as to the severity of the, of the Minhag um, when it comes to the Svira. It's not as, 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 uh, as, as the three weeks. The Mogin Avram mentions that Machol during this period is Asur. Now Machol, Machol, circuit dancing in a circle, okay, is Asur. Um, the Mishabrua learns from that that both dancing in a circle and music is Asur. And that's where it really comes from. In other words, the Torah doesn't define just as Shalala Harbot Simcha. Okay, and we know when things like the haircut is brought down, etc. But the music that comes from the Magen Avram and the Mishnah Rav Moshe Feinstein says, and, and, Rav, and Rav Vadio Seif Zatzal uh, say very clearly: it doesn't make a difference if it's live music or tape music. It doesn't make any difference. Music, music is music. Rav Vadio Seif and Rav Moshe Feinstein. Um, uh, Rav Aaron Lichtenstein Zechat Tzadik Levracha is Machalek between listening to music for enjoyment and listening to music for, for functional reason. Uh, let me try to explain what functional means. If a person is driving home late at night and he's falling asleep, and putting on a shear is not going to wake him up. Okay? But let's say heavy metal, especially if put on high volume, is going to jangle his nerves enough to wake him up. So that's using music for functional purpose. It's a function of waking you up. You're not doing it because you enjoy it or because it calms you. Um, you're using it for functional purpose. If you're at an exercise class, there are 20 people, and the instructor needs music to get everybody to jump up and down in unison at the same time, or to control the, the, the rate or the speed of the exercises, etc., that's using music for functional purposes. Um, if you run, however... And you like to listen to music when you run because otherwise you're wasting your time other than, you know, wasting your intellectual time. You want to, let's say, that is not functional purpose. And a person should not be playing music for, you know, for that purpose. <coughs> Again, it's functional purposes to a beat, to keep you awake, etc. There's an apocryphal story of someone asking the Rav Zatzal about going to movies during, during Svira, to which he answered... Um, if you first ask me if you can go to movies during the year. Okay, um, I heard that from my father's Zatzal. The other day I heard Rav Bick quoted from Rav Aaron Soloveitchik. But, whatever. 
Um, the reason why people refrain from going to movies is not the soundtrack in the background, because if it's, if it's a musical, I could see it's a problem, you know, to watch even at home. But, you know, listening to the news and there's a soundtrack, or even listening to music has a soundtrack, I don't think that that's the chefs of the, of the music as well, what's also. I don't think that if you're on a bus and they turn on music, that you have to throw yourself out the door or the window. I don't think it's a chefs of music going to use that's a problem. It's an activity that you shouldn't, you know, that you shouldn't be doing. And even if you know that when you go past a particular store, they're always, always playing music, I don't think it's a mitzvah to cross over the street so that you avoid the music. Definitely not. That's not the issue. The issue is to, to you know, to initiate, to listen to music. Um, so I don't think if, if a movie is completely kosher movie, you know, kosher mahadra movie, I don't think that's a problem. But the reason why people won't go to movies is because, and this is obviously not a minute from the time of the Gemara or the Rishonim, but the reason why they won't is because it's like going to a theater where it's a social event. And, and there, there, um, there's certain parallels that's sometimes made between Hilchot <coughs> Avelud of a person who's like in Yud Bet Chodesh, a person in Yud Bet Chodesh is not supposed to go to social events. Lo Yotzele you shouldn't go bad like a, on a big tiyul, like the type of a tiyul, you know, yeshiva's taking, a person who's in Yud Bet Chodesh doesn't go out on that, and that could be why the minog of, of refraining from going to the theaters um, uh, developed. I don't think that that, that I, you know, I think if your minog is to do that, if you heard that, and if your minog is to do that, I think it's a good minog. I don't think that a person has to uh, bend over backwards to, to be machmir. Um, as an example, on Wednesday, when we're going to be going to, to Kfar Tzion, there's going to be music played. And I go every year. And I don't, I don't go only because... You know, my cheer goes, I go because I feel I gain something from the, uh, the entire experience. I would prefer that they not use live music, but they do. And, and, and I think that, the, you know, overall, I think the experience is, is important enough. And I'm just saying that, the, you know, it's something to put into proportion. And if there's a need, definitely, you know, this, you could ask a Shiloh for, for a posting to tell you it should be put into proportion. On the other hand, I don't think a person should just dismiss it and say it's not important. I think I'll, I'll listen, you know, I'll listen to... to, to, to you know, privately in this and that. No, in other words, there's purpose in in in, in this avails in, in this uh, in this period, and I think it's important to be makain. Yes. Um, you mentioned before that the Torah makes a distinction between the three weeks and now. His lashon is shlo lahabot besimcha as opposed to ketzal avelu. So how the minhagim that we do now differ from? There are there are there are differences. I'm not going to have time to go into it, but there are differences. Yes. This is like days that you would be able to listen to it as well. Lag ba'omer yom atzmut for sure. Yom Asikaron also if it's... If it's educational purpose. Educational purposes. Yes, Ben. Um, yes, yes. Who, like who makes it? I don't know of any POSIC, a published POSIC that says it. People came up with a Swara. They like the Swara. It gives them an out. I would say that that's where it comes from. Think about it for a moment. I mean, what, what is the inherent difference between the vibrations of a drum or a or a trombone, or the vibrations of the microphone of, a, of an inch, uh, of a recorded device? Now, I, look, I can come up with this far. Live music is associated with merriment and and you know, right, more social event, etc. This is a good svara. It's a good svara. A, I don't know of any uh, published postgim that say it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some rabbi says it. But publish, accept the postgame, I don't know of any. 
B, the two poske hador, you know, said you shouldn't. Um, I have a friend who asked from Salvation Zatzal about his Yud Bet Chodesh. Not, not Sphere, but Yud Bet Chodesh. He asked him, what about listening to sad music? And, and the Rav said, doesn't make any difference. You don't listen to music. Yes? I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it in a moment. Yes? Does it, serve a fun- does it count as serving function if um, you're, you're having some sort of cure of event and if there's no music, no one will come? Yeah, I would say, but again, I think you should ask a Rav, ask a Polsik for that. But yeah, it makes sense. Yes? Also, can you please touch on wearing new clothing? Yes, I will. There's no restriction to wear new clothing during Sphere. Okay. Uh, let me continue if there are any more questions, uh, and if there's time, I'll answer. Let's get to Giluach and Tisporet. And here, I have an opportunity to tell over Torah that Rav Lichensin Zatzal, I heard twice this year, um, and he was quoting uh, Rav Salvation Zatzal. Now, as you know, uh, the Rav Zatzal felt that a person should shave every day of Sphira. And uh, Rav Luchensin Zatzal explained the following. He said, the reason that the Rav gave for his psaq was based on three factors, and he stressed many times over Shia, I only have once to stretch it, that it's only when all three factors are present. Not one of these factors, but all three have to be present uh, in, in order to um, come to what the Rav, the Psaq that the Rav came to. Number one, um, sources that mention um, Tisporet, and there are later, obviously later sources that mention not to have Tisporet, like the Shulchan as an example, during, during Sphira, there's a possibility that Giluach does not equal Tisporet. In other words, a haircut is of a, a different mandrega, so to speak, of of, I don't know, I'm going to call it happiness or, or chashivut, than, than giluach. The second factor um, is that the Rav felt that minhagim don't happen haphazardly, but happen according to previous existing models. Um, and he believed that there was a, a, a parallel between the model of a person who loses a relative, that there's a period of shiva, and there's a period of shloshim, <coughs> And there's a period of Yud Bet Chodesh. And those three periods have different halachot. Okay, during Shiva, you don't change your clothes, you don't put on fresh clothes, you don't, you don't shower, you don't bathe your entire body, um, in a normal way for sure. Um, that's during Shiva. It's much more chamur. By Shloshim, okay, you also, you're refrained from, 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 from laundry and certain things, but not from other things. And then, and Yud Bet Chodesh is the more, more makel of, of, of the periods. And again, Yud Ben Chodesh, you don't go to certain smachot, you don't take uh, part of uh, in the socializing. Uh, as I mentioned, we have a minute, we don't, we don't listen to music, etc. And the Ravs itself felt that it follows, it follows, in other words, the period, also the period of Bain but I'm not going to get into the three weeks now. But Svira follows the, the, the model of, of Yud Ben Chodesh. Not Shiva, not Shloshim. And during Yud Bet Chodesh, there's a concept called Adshe Yig'ar Bol Chavero. Meaning, after a person finishes his Shloshim, he hasn't shaved or taken a haircut or whatever, right? After he finishes his Shloshim, when his friend, literally it means his friend is upset with him, you look like a slob, why don't you take a haircut or, or shave? That's what it means literally. Um, then you're allowed to shave. And that's the thing during Yud Bet Chodesh. Now, the Rav Zatzal felt 
that it wasn't, the shear isn't when a person actually says it to you, but rather at a point where your friend would say it to you. In other words, when, when your appearance is socially not acceptable. Okay, that's, that's an assumption the Rav made. And therefore, the third assumption the Rav is making here is, is that in Western civilization, in Western society, if you skip shaving one morning, it's noticed. And therefore, not shaving even one day is already a person who's a businessman or a doctor or a lawyer shows up not shaven, it's immediately noticed. Um, you know, and if, and if he has a boss who's very strict, he might even mention it to him. And therefore, the Rav felt that that is the, the period of Achi Yigar Bochavero. The third, that's a, that was the second point. The third factor is um, the importance of a Ben Torah, or even a person who represents Torah to the outside world, it's important to have a, a clean um, appearance. The Rav felt, not the Rav, I mean the Rambam says it, Tamachachim, who has a spot on his clothing, is high of this and that, etc. I'm not going to go into specifics, but the point is that you people, uh, and the truth is, I think any from Jew nowadays who walks around with a kippah or is identified as a, as, 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 a, as a God-fearing Jew represents Judaism. And to look like a slob is, is a big negative. Okay? And for those three factors, he felt that a person should shave every day. Now, Rav Lichensin Zatzal, when he was in YU, when he lived in America, he shaved every single day during Svira. When he got to Eretz Yisrael, um, he said this. He said there was a period of time where he realized, looked around, and he said, people are not so careful about shaving every day. They are aesthetically not as mockbit in Eretz Yisrael um, as they were in America. And he started to shave every other day, every three days. So like twice a week he would shave. Okay? Um, and then came another period when after he was in Eretz Yisrael, he spoke to Rav Shomu Zaman Aruch Zatzal and presented the Rav's uh, reason for shaving. And Rav Shomu Zaman Aruch said to him, look, if you want to do it L'chavot Shabbos, fine. But you shouldn't be shaving during the week. And from that moment on, Rav Lechonsin would shave only L'chavot Shabbos. Okay? On Yom Atzmaut, I was always medayik. For many, many years, I was looked very, very careful. Rav Aaron Zatzal would give a sicha that would start before Shkia, and he was unshaven. And then, by the time he would appear, they would dab in Marav after that, and then everybody would dance a little bit, and then would go into the lunchroom. And by the time he appeared in the lunchroom, he had already shaved. Now, if he wouldn't shave before Yom Ha'atzmut for Yom Ha'atzmut, he was mocked to wait till Yom Ha'atzmut itself to shave. Obviously, that's not what you could do for Shabbos. You can't do that. But I'm just telling you that that, that was his uh, that was his nohag. Um, yeah. Now, anybody, any any of the new hugim or anybody who's muttered to take a haircut or to shave during Cholamoid is muttered to do it on Svira. As an example, um, a person who was onus, let's say he was in the hospital or something happened to him, and as a result he wasn't able to take a haircut or shave, and now he's able to and falls out in, in, in Svira, he's able to take a haircut and shave. Uh, young children, okay, that didn't come get to Chinuch, uh, it's mutter to give a haircut to them. Um, women, it's mutter for them to, to shave the parts of the body they normally shave. There's no uncholamoid, it's mutter, and during sphere, it's mutter as well. Okay, if Rosh Chodesh falls out on a Shabbos, the Mishnabura Paskins, then it's mutter to shave and take a haircut, Lechvod, Shabbos, and Rosh Chodesh, when they come together. 
Okay? He also says it's mutter to make a, a chatuna on that Friday when the suda will be on Shabbos. Okay, I don't, know if, I don't know if it falls out this year. I'm not sure if it falls out this year. Okay, if Lagba Omer falls out on a Sunday, the Ramah also mentions, does it fall out on a Sunday this year? I don't know. If Lagba Omer falls out on a Sunday, Ramah also mentions that the Minog is to, is to take a haircut, L'Chavit Shabbos, even though it's in Svira still. Okay, now, there are different Minhagim of Svira. Um... The Shulchanach mentions one minute from the second day of Pesach until Lamed Dalit Ba'omer, interestingly enough. Lag Ba'omer is not mentioned by Rav Yosef Karo, who lived in Svat. We'll get that when I give a shir on Lag Ba'omer. The Ramah mentions a minute from the second day of Pesach until Lag Ba'omer. Um, some people have a minute of, of, of being no heget only during the days of Tachanun, or from Rosh Chodesh until three days before Shavuos. Okay? Um, or from after Rosh Chodesh until, until Shavuot. Uh, Rizal had a minute of Avelut the entire time, from the second day of Pesach until, until Shavuot. Rav Moshe Feinstein has a fantastical heter, a kula, two kulot actually, that is very um, in among people. I once mentioned it to Rav Luchensin Zatzal, and he said it was a little bit difficult to be somech on on it, but... Lamaisa, I could tell you that it's, it's, it's commonly, um, you know, 80%, 90% of Orthodox Jews are somewhat on these, on these kulas of Rav Moshe. One, he held that, he held that, let's say you have a minog of holding Nihuge Avelo till Lag Baomer. But you have a friend this, this, this year that is gonna have a, a wedding before Rosh Chodesh. Okay, three days ago, let's say. You know, right, you know in advance. So Rav Moshe says you could switch Minhagim. In other words, even though you have a minute like this, and now you can switch minute from Rosh Chodesh until Til Shavuos. And the reason he gives is because in America there's not any clear minute anymore. It used to be in the good old days, each little shtetl had a minute, or each city had a clear minute. And in America it's one big hodgepodge, and therefore it's not a problem. He felt you don't even have to be do hatar nadarim, which you heard from Rav Schreiber that Rav Lutensin once did. Um, you don't even have to do hatar nadarim according to Rav Moshe. Um, another incredible kula of Rav Moshe Feinstein's Atzal is that the minog isn't not to go to weddings. The minog is not to make weddings. That's his diuk. In other words, if your friend has like his nohag to you know the avail minog avail from Shchodesh into Shuas, and he's making a wedding, let's say three days ago, four days ago, right? So, according to Ramosha, even if you don't switch your minog, even if you, you know, you're holding the minog avelut, there's no, it's not mentioned, there's no minog mentioned not to go to a wedding. This is a minog not to make a wedding. So, in other words, he's holding like, Ramosha is holding it, you can go to the wedding even though you're holding, you're, you're still holding that, right? It's a period of avelut for you, because it's not mentioned, you know, not going to weddings. Ah, but what about dancing in circles that the Mongan of Ram says? I guess he feels that Simchas Chatan is kind of like Docha that. But that's, that's a heter that Rav Moshe has, and I've seen pictures and I've seen videos of people dancing at someone's wedding with a sphere of beards, which I felt was quite a striking stira. Um, last year, I was Zoha to go with Rav Luchensin to a wedding after Lagba Omer, and it was a peer, in a peer, no, it wasn't after Lagba Omer, I'm sorry. It was before Rosh Chodesh, I think. Before Rosh Chodesh. 
And Rilchensi went to the wedding and he shaved. And I asked him, would there be a svara not to, like, like Ramosha, not to shave and go to the wedding? He says, no, he thinks that that would stare, it would disturb the simcha of the chatan. He doesn't think it's within, you know, the whole purpose is to be mesameh chatan, and you shouldn't, he doesn't think it's right to go with a seer beard to somebody's, to somebody's wedding. Yes, Yossi. That's not Ramosha. Ramosha doesn't hold the comparison between the Rav Moshe Feinstein didn't didn't hold the hold a parallel of of, of, that, of that. He just thought this is the minhag. So He's saying that's the minhag. Huh? You definitely can't go to weddings during your year according to Correct. Right. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, Encouraging your friend within what he's doing wrong in making the wedding. Well, according to Ramosha Feinstein, he's not doing anything wrong, and Ramosha was the posek ador. No, 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 but All right, I'm go. sorry. Later. Let me finish up. Um, bar mitzvahs. Okay? So it's mutter to make a bar mitzvah if it's a sudas mitzvah. And a sudas mitzvah is either that you make a mesium mesachet, or it's bo biyom. You know, it's actually on the day of the bar mitzvah boys. Uh, simcha, um, but another question is: What about having live, having music, to have music at the at the bar mitzvah? So the Mishnabura says no agim la asor. Okay, in the name of Eli Rabba and Sudo Yavetz, uh, not that you can't have klizemer at a at a sudas mitzvah. Rav uh, Yosef Zatzal, in the name of the Chida, was mekil. If if it's a sudas mitzvah. And then you do, you've been celebrating a bar mitzvah, and the way it's mukubo to celebrate is that is to have music. So Ravadi felt that you can, okay. But again, the, the, the minag ashkenaz is is not to have live music uh, at a, at a bar mitzvah. Rav Lichenstein Zatzal mentioned as far as Yom Atzmut, I mentioned you know that he would shave on Yom Atzmut. Um, he he felt that it was not proper for a person. To schedule a bar mitzvah or a wedding on Yom Atzmut, trying to you know hitch a ride, so to speak, on Yom Atzmut to allow you to you know to have music and celebration. It's, it would seem that he held that it wasn't dechuya, meaning it wasn't completely knocked off all of uh, Sira, but rather celebrating the day was what you were doing to celebrate the day to, to show thanks to Kadosh Baruch Hu, for 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 Medina Israel and for all the, the nisim that happened in in Hakamar Hamedina, okay. Where um, one last thing since, since I just mentioned before Yom Atzmaot, Rav Lichtenstein Zatzal did not make a bracha on Hallel in Yom Atzmaot, and and believe me, it wasn't because he wasn't a tzioni. He was at least a bigger tzioni as as the biggest and the ones that make bracha out loud or multiple brachos or whatever. Um, he felt the halacha. That it wasn't within our jurisdiction to institute um, a bracha for Yom Atzmut. Most probably, I'm saying most probably, something I have to check more, because Yom Atzmut was a day that was arbitrarily decided to celebrate it on the day. As an example, this year, the Rabbanuda declares that it's going to be on Thursday, not on, on Friday, even though Friday is the normal date. Um, what he did on Yom Yushalayim, I don't. I'm not, not, I was never 100% sure. There are a lot of people that won't make a bracha on Halal on Yom Atzmut, but they will on Yom Yushalayim, because Yom Yushalayim is Yom Shana Sabonais. Okay? Ad Kanf.